This is the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast, a more advanced look at tattooing. This podcast focuses on science, design, and everything else that is tattoo related. This show isn't really for the beginner, but more for the experienced artist with questions that need answering so they can improve their tattoo game. It's also for those who just like to listen to podcasts, so like, you don't really have to listen to us tell you not to listen to us. Well, anyways, if you do decide to listen, thank you. Be sure to tell your friends about us. But be aware, we do have a rule on the show. Don't ask us what brands we use. So theme week. So when you go into the shop and let's say that you have one type of design that's going to come in, like for that entire week, all you're getting is people coming in wanting peacock feathers, right? Or let's say you have the week where everyone ends up paying $200 for a tattoo or a week where literally every person reschedules. Do you ever have theme weeks? I mean, price-wise, I guess every week is a theme week. Every one of my clients pays $600 per session. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just... That's kind of the theme there. Yeah, I got you. Um, But as far as artwork and stuff like that, like if you would have asked me years ago, then I would have said yeah, because like trends would come in and go. Yeah. Like um, you'd get the same five fucking Pinterest things. Yeah. Back to back to back to back until (laughs) people got bored with it. Dreamcatcher Ohana Uh, birds exploding out of a window. Yeah. Yeah, but not lately. It's not really a thing. Hmm. I can say that like within the last five years it's ever been an issue or it hasn't occurred so much that I've ever actually noticed that's interesting yeah I I, so like this week my theme I have every week is a theme week and it has been since I started tattooing for some odd reason I don't know why maybe I just like noticed too many nuanced things inside this stuff but I had 75% of my clients came in for a tattoo and they all decided to do something completely different the day of the tattoo session. So oh, nice. I didn't actually do like, I think I did four tattoos this week. I met with 25 people. <laughs> now, if somebody shows up on the day of their appointment and wants to change their idea, yeah. that's it. You just forfeited that deposit for the day. You're going to schedule for a new tattoo appointment. Dang, I should do that. I just let them roll the deposit over. I'm like, ah uh it's no because cool. that that fucks my entire day yeah uh, week etc i was like that's that's never gonna i'm not gonna let it slide like i gotcha you know typically speaking i already put 30 to 50 hours into, into whatever yeah 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 uh, right what we're gonna do you know especially if it's large scale i've done a shit ton of work getting to this point yeah, if you just show up and like, you know, I was thinking I didn't really like this. <laughs> you know, then, okay, what, well, what changed from last week? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I so most of the stuff I had, and I guess this is why I let everything roll over this week is like somebody came in to get a cover up. It was like, I mean, like three quarter inch thick, solid black, tribal esque, like um, zodiac sign on the inside of their arm. So we're gonna do this just simple floral cover up, right? So, 
freehanded on, draw it on. They're like, that's beautiful. I'm like, cool. So what were you thinking about adding to this in the future? Because I like they were talking about getting sleeves. And so I have this, you know, this uh, goddess maiden type thing I want to get on the outside. It was like, oh, cool. So I showed them a picture that that when I showed you earlier and that big fucking board I got done up. Uh, the, I, right. I showed them the, the color line sketch of it. And they're like, that's it. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, can I have that? Yeah, okay. Uh, it's going to break the budget. They're like, I don't fucking care. I was like, oh, all right. Then. <laughs> so go from like this, you know, oh, it was a pretty, fucking pretty big tattoo that we had to do to cover this just absolute piece of garbage that was on our arm to now it's like a sleeve. I was like, okay, you know, which that actually happened with a lot of people. Actually, I sold four sleeves this week based on like these small cover-ups. So that was like the theme of the week. Right. Cancel, scale it up. So, but the cancel was hard. So this is rent week. And uh, <laughs> when they say living paycheck to paycheck, I know what's going on with that one. I've been doing this 20 years and I'm still paycheck to paycheck. I also have three kids, which probably makes that a little bit more predominant in my life, but they cost a lot of money. <laughs> I make a lot of dumb decisions. I know how it goes. What's, what's a dumb, dumb decision you made this week? I've got one on the top of my head, but what do you do? Oh, this week? <laughs> I just mean in general. <laughs> like, you know, like, so we have the tattoo uh, shop there in Oregon, and then we decided that we would just move across the country, buy a random oh. ass house, and I put it on the shop. So what a lot of people don't know is that <laughs> we moved across the country while buying a house like this shit was happening in the same it was week. concurrent no shit right so <laughs> we moved oh, across the country God. while buying a house and as soon as we landed here started putting a tattoo shop up oh my gosh that is i got you that is that is, you could have probably made some priorities in there and organized this a little bit differently right yeah if you uh, want to blast through 50 grand in about a week, <laughs> yeah, how you do it? Oh, and you held on to Scarlet Bale. You like you, that's still your shop. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, dude. How's how's that going? Being in another Scarlet state. Great. Uh yeah. Katana and TJ Pryor worked there. Yeah. Um, they're amazing, they're great and easy to work with. You know, yeah. we can actually trust them, they're not stealing shit out of the till. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um Katana has become like an overnight fucking TikTok sensation or some shit. Like she's got like 150,000 whatever fucking followers and oh, shit on there. Shit. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, she's blown up like crazy. Like she's even on Google, like on those weird like tattoo artists gets followers <laughs> for blah, blah, blah. No kidding. Like she's eh? just randomly showing up in Google. That's things. awesome, dude. Um, uh TJ owned his own tattoo shop in Oregon, and then the the landlord where he was at was kind of screwing him around a little bit. So we were just like, "Okay, well, just come work for us, man." Right on. Yeah. Just. I'm right, super that... lenient with tattoo artists. You know, I uh, I don't give a fuck what they do. You know, like everybody works for tattoo shop owners that are like, "You gotta be here on these times. You gotta yeah. do all this shit. You gotta do this." And like, I don't. I personally don't give a fuck <laughs> i don't like, when i was coming down to visit you're, you're a fucking like, adult if you don't want to show up for work or make money or something like that's totally on you. to you yeah you know yeah. 
<laughs> right? Call you're... him like, hey, do you mind if I come down today? You're like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Show up or don't. I'm not looking around for you. But if you show up, great. If not, cool. Like, I'm busy. Okay, cool, man. I'll be down later today. <laughs> yeah. That's the best people to work for, right? You're just like, your business model is, is it still kind of like your business model is focused around that artwork, paying for the space, right. creating that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's brilliant, dude. Then you don't have to stress about the minutiae, right? What are you doing over there? Did you use too much paper towel? You know, it's like, fuck right. it, whatever. <laughs> you ever worked for a dude like well, that? The whole thing, it's, it's like, you're all independent contractors. I'm an independent contractor. We're all on the same level professionally. You know, I'm not your boss. Yeah. You know, we're all on the same even playing field. If, if you're going to tattoo and hold your weight, awesome if you're gonna fuck off and blow all your fucking money and cause us to lose clients or something like that well then fuck off yeah you know but so i mean the way that the shop works and is set up they the shop takes care of itself it's its own entity basically you know as long as everybody works yeah as long as they work yeah It's like one of the easiest business models to apply, right? Just show up and do your job. Right. You don't like this is it's fine. It just just pay your rent and get out, right? This is your space. You're running a business. Be professional. Don't be a piece of junk. We'll yeah, make money. It's yeah. literally all it boils down to. Don't be yeah. don't be a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a piece of shit. Uh that's great, dude. Just do it 1090. Just make it, make good decisions. Follow the core right. foundations. Of, even with business, that's all it comes down to. 10% worry about the structure setup, look and design, blah, blah, blah. That's all the way. Now just fucking show up and do your job. That's really uh, it. I got you. That's right, man. Uh, <laughs> no reason to overcomplicate shit. Yeah. Uh, when, when you look for people to work with you, do you spend more time on the front end, like making sure you're vetting people that you think would be a good fit? Or do you just like throw them in, see if it works out, and if not, kick them the fuck out? So essentially, if I already know the person, you know, it's going to be a lot easier. If I don't yeah. know the person, then I'm going to be really harsh about it. Hmm. I, I want to see your portfolio. I want to know your work experience. I want you to do a fucking tattoo in front of me while I'm watching you do a tattoo. Yeah. So I can see how that fucking tattoo turns out under pressure. I want, yeah. like, I'm really <laughs> fucking like avid. Like, uh, am I actually going to fucking trust you to do a tattoo? Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I don't <laughs> yeah. trust you to do a fucking tattoo, you're not going to work. Here. Yeah. You're not going to fight. Yeah. That makes sense, dude. I, I walked into the shop the first time I met you. I'm like, what's up, dude? You're just like, all right, dude, just go set up over there. I'm like, sweet. And I just like worked for the day. And that was just like, we hung out afterwards and shit. It was just like, no fucking stress, no pressure. I think I don't know if you just see me like pulling my shit. And you're like, he must be good if he's fucking using that shit. You know, like I don't know. It's just like, yeah, where's your thermal? Oh, okay, that's cool. I don't work this. So I got the same thing over here. Yeah, where's the paper towels? Oh, perfect. All right, let's get to work. Burp, 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 burp. Just fucking hung out. That was like the the best first time shop experience I think I ever had because we just sat down and bullshitted for like fucking hours the first day. Right? Did some artwork right. and shit. Bit, 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 hung out. Yeah that's when you did my first critique too like hey critique this piece like it's shit I'm like <laughs> you are my friend that's it dude thank you for the constructive criticism i just hear it bad could add a little bit more here why don't you do that 12 years ago okay yeah right on <laughs> that was fantastic 
so no theme weeks this is not something that seems to reoccur you don't see patterns yeah. through stuff not very often or not enough to where i would actually pay attention uh i i guess i could change that a little bit and say like i noticed themes on social media oh yeah yeah you know, so like if I do an octopus tattoo, I'll see like five more on social media. Oh. Is that the so new car I'll, thing, I'll, right? Like you buy a blue car and then you just oh. see blue cars. Yeah, yeah. that Matrix <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. remember when I bought my uh, Mercedes <laughs> and I was like, man, this is nice. Like people actively try not to bump into your Mercedes. But then all I was like, all I could see on the road was Mercedes fucking everywhere. <laughs> I was like, shit. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great, dude. Uh, you, wait, you own a Mercedes? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I used to own a Mercedes. Oh, okay. What are you driving now? Uh, now I got a Toyota, or not Toyota, but a Volkswagen Jetta. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Just nice conservative vehicle. It, it gets like 52 miles to the gallon. It's fucking yeah. amazing. <laughs> that's great. What'd your Merc get? Four? like <laughs> oh yeah no it was terrible piece of junk and i drive a honda i have a honda with a quarter million miles on it right it's great i do mechanic work you can see in the video here like all of this is just like this huge workshop full of shit behind me so my cars <laughs> are well maintained they look like crap but they last forever so i'm good with that i still get 30 miles a gallon with my like little honda so i'm good with that Man, I'd love to own a Merc. <laughs> yeah, just be yeah. balling we for a day. Fucking... <laughs> well, when we first moved to Oregon, we were in this like beat up Subaru Cross Track, and mm. I'd already been rear ended in it once, you know. Um, so we were like, <laughs> clearly, we're going to need a new car. So we went to the dealership and we were trying to find some sort of practical vehicle, but of course yeah. what ended up happening was <laughs> there was this really dope C300 with an AMG swap kit in it. So I fucking <laughs> loved it. And then my old lady found That's a used funny. mini Cooper on the same lot <laughs> at the Mercedes dealership. Kismet. Somebody brought it in for a trade in or some shit. <laughs> yeah. So we left with two cars. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, just threw away the, the Subaru. Subaru. That's great. How long did you own the uh, Merc for? Until you were like, that. Ah, um, work. I, it was probably like th two years. That's not bad. Like, I loved everything about the car. The problem with the car is that anytime there was something wrong with the car, none of it was ever covered under warranty. Yeah, they try to sell you what sounds like a really great fucking warranty, right? <laughs> but yeah, there's always some sort of workaround for them. They're yeah. like, "Oh, but that's not covered." That's not actually powertrain. I'm sorry, that's an electrical component which is not covered underneath your warranty. Plus, to get to it, we have to remove the engine. <laughs> right, six thousand dollars in label. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, this part. Yeah, we've covered this part. It's 150 bucks. Labor no. Six oh, grand. <laughs> well, the the top of the iceberg, right? Like the uh, the little bit that sank the ship was a uh, somehow the fucking door handle on the inside of the car broke, right? <laughs> it broke. It stopped working. So, uh, my lady takes uh, it to the mechanic, and uh, the mechanic told her it'd be nine hundred dollars to fix a fucking plastic door handle. What? I told her, 
he was completely full of shit and all this shit. Like I just threw a huge fit. And then yeah. I called the fucking mechanic and told him that he was full of shit and that I could fix it for 30 bucks. And he's like, no one's ever even heard of that. You know, if you can figure out a way to do it, you fucking want us know. I bought the fucking part and I fixed that shit for 30 fucking 30 bucks. bucks. <laughs> you fucking assholes. Fuck you. Yeah. They see Merc, they think money. Is that how it goes? Uh, right. I, yeah, I got that. So I do all of my wrenching because exactly three times in my life I've owned vehicles uh, that I've asked for help from a professional. We'll air quote around professionals here, right? Just recently I had to go get a catalytic converter redone. So I went to a muffler shop and I'm like, I got the catalytic converter. I'm like, you got to cut this out, weld it in, done. They're like, it's not the right type of catalytic converter. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, it doesn't have a bung in the front. I'm like, why don't you just insert a bung? I'm like, we don't do that. Okay, for the O2 sensors to set in. Like, well, I could fucking do it at right. home, but it's raining outside and I don't want to fucking do it. Like, you got to buy the prefab one. I'm like, how much does that cost? I said $1,200. All right, so I waited a day, rain cleared up, fucking did it myself in my goddamn driveway, right? Catalytic converter cost me $113. <laughs> Went, took an E-test, right. passed, everything was fine. Drove back to them. I'm like, look at my fucking car, you pieces of shit. Like, look, that's what it fucking takes. I'm a muffler shop, fucking suck it. <laughs> out the window right just screaming by pietro's pizza fucking assholes you want to buy us lunch no i don't want to buy you fucking lunch anyways it's too much too much vitriol just spewing out of my fucking body from that ex- anyways that's why i buy no, I, fucking, I hate cars dude I, I hate everything that has to do with them I hate buying them yeah not to mention they charge so fucking much for what is so fucking worthless you know the average manufacturing cost to make a fucking car is about a grand yeah yeah i always had that thought you know i can go and spend eighty six thousand dollars on a beamer right it's a great car super great right fantastic but 86 grand or i can go buy a thousand dollar vehicle i don't even give a shit what it is and i'll put 85 grand into it what am i going to end up with a fucking race car right that's a fucking car or I've got this Beamer. I can drive it for oh, 45,000 miles and I have to rebuild the engine. Man, fucking bullshit. I'll do this fucking... I got this 93 Honda Civic that's got $86,000 into it, right? Fuck yeah, buddy. Pull me up next to a Beamer. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Just like, yeah. Smart. I don't know. I could put 40 grand into it and still smoke a... I could put 20 grand into it and smoke a Beamer. Fuck you guys. Anyways. Fuck cars. I, drove, I rode a bike for years until I started getting hit by cars. And then, because uh, I drive a bike like I talk, it's an expression of my inner personality. I'm just, fucking right. suck it, right? Weaving traffic. I got hit <laughs> by a GMC pickup truck at 45 miles an hour. I flipped him off. It's kind of my fault. So he crossed four lanes and came back and fucking ran me over. <laughs> Broke my elbow <laughs> and my knee. It's all right. Got it set. Got it fixed. Four weeks later, I'm riding a bike. I got hit by a Lincoln Navigator. <laughs> broke my shoulder what can you do i've been hit by too many cars i was like well maybe i should probably be in a car which is why i'm not actually allowed to ride a motorcycle because that wouldn't go over well like fuck tape a rock to the gas tank right somebody's just like driving behind you riding your ass fucking just over the back suck my dick you know? <laughs> these things pile through my mind do you ever get these things it's just like Oh, this is uh, yeah, okay. I don't know if I'm being weird. Just like imagining violence all the time. 
There's only like one that's time just, when I don't. That's the only way my brain works. <laughs> when I'm doing a tattoo, that fades away a little bit. You know, it's calm. Right. That's calm. It's nice. I'm just going to get into my thing. Zen. That's the tattoo station is the Zen garden. Get yeah. to go and you escape your head for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Do you, is your setup like really That's specific? Why drawing too? the tattoo stuck because when you're drawing <laughs> the tattoo, you're just full of animosity. <laughs> just, but when you're doing <laughs> the tattoo, you're yeah. in the zone. Yeah. Do you have like everything set up very specifically in your station? Are you like meticulous about like how you lay your machines in the top drawer? Or your pigment goes in a very oh, yeah. specific uh, order. Yeah. Like OCD as fuck, right? Like I can tell if somebody's been in my shit. I have everything laid out very specifically, yeah. right? Very boxes, needles are very, you know, like this. I'm like fucking everything is very specific. I even count out my paper towels. I pre-rip and put them in a drawer. They're all counted and they're even. I'm like really weird about that, right? <laughs> I'll go through a stack very specifically, right? 10 at a time, up, 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 until it's all gone. <clears throat> I never pre-rip paper towels. Oh, really? Oh. I don't know why. It's just never something I've gotten into. Huh. I Well, I feel like every tattoo has its own amount of paper towel usage especially <laughs> between black and gray to color oh you know, yeah if i'm gonna do a black and gray tattoo i'll only tear like 10 or 15 paper towels but if i'm gonna do a color tattoo i'll tear 45 paper towels. <laughs> three quarters of a roll just like yeah right i gotcha oh that's funny dude huh what about like like other things like if you don't tear that stuff like do you have are you, are you like anal retentive about where you put your ink caps in relation? Like when you do your setup, like do you use a Mayo standard? Do you just like the back of your um, like, like tool chest or whatever? Like how do you, what's your setup? No, nobody in my shop is, no one in the shop is allowed to tattoo off of a toolbox. Mm -hmm. They have to tattoo off of a tray. Um, cool. Everything inside my toolbox. So like my ink caps and everything else have their own segregated little compartment with a lid. Yeah. Um, <sighs> All my inks are in their own little containers inside of a drawer. Mm -hmm. Not out. Um, you don't have them open air. No. <laughs> I was like your face, like no, that's fucking stupid. Me too. Everything is hidden away. No direct light. No possible cross contamination. Right. Just like keep it right. away. Yeah. Okay. Inks there. Machines. Very specific. I've been, these, I've been seeing these fucking trays where they're like, "This is the most convenient, best tray you'll ever use," and it's got like. <laughs> the glove box holder and shit on the tray and like <laughs> all these weird like compartments in the tray it's like so you just want to fuck everything we're gonna put you so you have to lift this hatch we'll have a foot pedal for you to touch this opens the door you gotta wave your head sideways three times i'll open a hatch where you can grab a glove okay that doesn't make any just hang on the fucking wall look all right cool got it right Put yeah. it on the fucking wall somewhere where you're not going to get shit all over it and call it a day. Uh, that's funny as shit, dude. Okay, so Mayo stand set up. How, how long do you, are you wireless or do you, are you clip cord? How do you set up? Well, it depends on if I'm going to run rotary or coil. Yeah. So rotaries are obviously wireless. I have one wired rotary. Um, it's, it's really weird. My wireless rotary, rotary is probably, 9,000 RPM at 10 volt. And then oh. my wired rotary is actually like 8,500 RPM at 10 volt. So you would assume 
that the wireless would actually be the weaker of the two. That's not. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. Uh. So I use my uh, my wired one more for black and gray, and then my hmm. wireless one more for color. If I'm going to use the rotaries. Oh, uh, all right on. Yeah. Do you have like adjustable throw on all of your stuff too, where you can just like set it up or resolve? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. You use coils still? Yeah. Yeah. Coils for life. Yeah, so I have two drawers. Um, <laughs> one drawer is all my rotary needles, cartridges, and then the other drawer is all my coil needles. And I use coils for color packing, black and gray shading, lining. I use it for everything. It's just multi-purpose yeah. where you just see something that works. Yeah. I don't use too many rotaries anymore. I use them. I use them based on like my mood that day. Oh yeah. Or per project like oh consistency with peace i got you it's almost like i'm gonna use this one throughout this whole thing it's just like if i have a lot of like magenta or something i'm gonna do i'm like this is my magenta machine for this tattoo i'm just gonna like use this thing let it let it float <laughs> like that's about it or something no like if somebody walks in and they're like yeah i want this like traditional panther blah 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 I'm like sweet bro i got a fucking coil machine i can throw an eyeliner in <laughs> <laughs> i gotcha it's almost like uh you're setting the scene almost like playing dress up like this is this is a little bit more traditional i'm gonna fucking do this tattoo traditionally yeah kind of yeah you know? that's cool like you At could do it time, with the other like, i tattoo so much faster with coil machines than i do with rotary machines yeah you know like i can tattoo your whole goddamn arm in nine hours and guarantee that shit will heal perfect if I use my coil machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? So Brian did a, an experiment, right? This, this experiment is great. Tattoo, right? Like, give us the premise. Like, how, what did you do? A coil and rotary, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I tattooed my old lady's foot, right? Um, half the tattoo is done with uh, rotaries and half the tattoo is done with coil just because we wanted to see the end result, like watch how they heal, see how my one half would heal versus the other half. And I wasn't very surprised about it at all, but the coil side healed better and faster than the rotary side. Mm -hmm. And realistically, we're, we're talking about like very minor differences, but like even like the skin starting to peel was faster on the coil side than on the rotary side. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really know what the effect would be other than the fact that like, you know, I'm using like direct drive rotary machines. There's zero give. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. A rotary machine is just meant to tear yeah. through there. Right? Yeah. And my coil machines, you know, like they've been used for years. They yeah. have perfect give. They, yeah. you know, they do everything in support of the tattoo yeah so it's probably the only real significant difference but it was cool to see yeah and i'm gonna so, do it again on a larger scale and you know see how it goes but that's cool man yeah i, I was gonna say do you, like given that so there's there's some physics actually behind why that happens i mean especially with that camera right where you get that hang depending on your needle like right. speed things like it's, it can cause more trauma to the skin but in, in saying that, do you think that a rotary machine should be the first thing that a tattooer picks up when they're training? Okay, so once again, there's two trains of thought here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I love this. <laughs> you just shake your head like, okay. fucking God, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, so 
my my disposition as a tattooer that was fundamentally taught specifically on coil machines right yeah. i love coil machines right? it will forever be a part of what i do every week you yeah. know i still tune them every fucking week i still clean them even if i didn't fucking use them yeah um i just like to open the drawer and fucking look at them because yeah. it's Fucking amassed cool, a man. beautiful collection of awesome shit it's like a guy owning hot rods yeah um, <laughs> hey, that's a good analogy hell yeah dude hmm. but uh there's there's so much shit that just goes into a coil machine you know yeah you can't pick up your rotary machine and tune your rotary machine yeah it's just this is it there's yeah there's no personal connection to your rotary machine there's no yeah. learning about your rotary machine realistically like yeah. you can if you want to delve into the nerd shit like we do and actually get yeah. to know your rotary machine, <laughs> by all means but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody really has much of a personal connection to the rotary machine but everybody has a personal bond and attachment to their coil machines oh yeah absolutely yeah you because you have to that. develop a relationship with that machine yeah they're temperamental as fuck right it's like trying to, to trying to tame a fucking cougar you know Right. this thing it's like i don't you know can, how this fucking you can thing hear works. it and know instantly exactly yeah the moment that something's not working correctly you oh know, yeah you can feel it in your hand you can that rear spring is it a little you ever do anything it's got a little pressure crack in the back or something like this isn't right this that rear spring's gonna break in two days right. okay well might as well change it now bop, 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 bop. yeah totally i always found with rotaries when people have them it's more about the price i got some friends that work with it and they're like i spent twelve hundred dollars on this rotary I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Cool. So my other train of thought there, you know, <laughs> yeah. like first train of thought, obviously, like everybody should fucking learn and everybody should own some coil machines, that is. Yeah. Um, but as far as it goes, like moving forward, okay, so rotary is so commonplace nowadays, especially with a younger generation of tattooers coming into the industry. Um, yeah they're they're taught on rotary because nowadays it's kind of pointless technologically to be taught on a coil machine yeah yeah right because we're the industry as a whole is trying to push that the rotary machine is the like end all be all like it's this point <laughs> forward yeah this is the future and your hands yeah right you know so it's the same thing though like you can go own a 19 fucking 62 thomas singer sewing machine <laughs> or you can run out to walmart and buy a fucking 32 piece sewing yeah. machine that does embroidery and every fucking thing else for you with the push of a button yeah you know so what are people actually going to do they're going to go for the technological advancement you yeah. know yeah ipad versus an old ibm fucking desktop computer yeah, they're gonna go with the That makes sense, dude. My my big issue with the rotaries nowadays, especially the cartridges, is there's there's limitations for their use, in my opinion, right? Based at least on like how I tattoo, um, and the the ease of use, cost of operation, and longevity on the machines is it's almost like manufactured obsolescence. Like I could go buy a C10 pickup right. truck, it'll run for a million miles, right? And I go and buy a, like a new fucking corvette it's you know eighty thousand. you got to fucking blow it up because it's garbage you know as this one's got all the bells and whistles and satellite and the fucking speed and it sounds like a ferrari 
that C10, I can take it from here to the moon and back. And the fucking thing will just fire up every time, you know? <clears throat> and the cost on it, too, we did a breakdown on this. It's literally five times as expensive to run a, a coil, like wand-based, cartridge-based tattoo machine than it is for a coil. You know, and you can even break that down more if you wanted to, if you were making your own needles and making, you know, like you had steel tubes for disposables, things like you're doing your own processing, right? All that stuff is just so much more. And I'm wondering if convenience is being charged maybe too much, right? And that if we're leaving some of these old technologies behind, right? Maybe it's going to be a little well, bit Everybody's more fucking up. Yeah. Everybody's fucking up because tattoo artists for the most part are fucking just goofy right (laughs) somewhere along the line people thought it was fucking okay to spend eight hundred dollars on a cnc fucking metal casing that holds an electric dc motor yeah dude twelve hundred dollars legit somebody spent just a week ago twelve hundred bucks on a fucking singer dude i was like right why like the fucking encoder mode is 35 cents fucking steel aluminum whatever the fuck is i don't even care if it's fucking titanium was that 100 bucks so like everything and then just assemble it four cents like i don't give a shit right why is it worth 1200 it, it makes absolutely no sense you know why it's worth it is because they're dumb enough to pay for it <laughs> oh, oh, oh fucking shots fired bam, 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 bam. <laughs> that's, that's all it boils down to like yeah. you can look right at that fucking thing and know that it's that's $25 that's, that's worth of spare parts. Fuck all. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, it's got a German machine in it. The German German encoder motor. And <laughs> that's it. Right. It's it's 38 cents versus 27 if you get this one being Yang Shli, right? Like it doesn't fucking, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. No, I uh, order my rotaries from Dragonhawk in Japan and I pay $110 for it. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't, ditto. I have a Dragonhawk rotary. <laughs> You're like, what's that one? The machine like, that oh. I paid $1,200 for came from John Clark. It's the best goddamn made coil tattoo machine I've <laughs> fucking seen in the life. Yeah. There's a reason that shit costs $1,200. <laughs> Use it. It's a handmade a work of art. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fucking hot rod. Like you said, you're going to go look at it. It's like, damn, that's fucking amazing. I can't believe someone did this. Take it out. Right. Make sure it doesn't get fucking, you know, sitting too long. The wheels don't go flat. It doesn't just get, you know, take it apart, clean it, polish it, put a little wax on it, park it. Come outside and be like, that's 1200 bucks. That's all you need to do right there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been functional with myself. I think I bought the most recent machine I bought was a $40 tattoo machine off of Amazon. Just like, I don't care. I pulled that thing out, dude. 40 bucks 40 bucks ready to run eight wrap fucking just they, they call it a, a liner color packer shader combo uh, that was pretty cool so right. change change the springs on it set new a bar just fucking set it up this is a great little color packer 40 bucks dude I, I ran it for like eight hours uh on last saturday beautiful it got hot as fucking balls dude but never slowed down never stopped working just and it's great it only weighs five and a half ounces just a little tiny you know 40 bucks i was like dang that's rad i look next to it and i've got this fucking icon machine i remember i bought like 18 years ago remember they started doing machine gun mag and stuff they had the big greens you know the green monsters i had one of those when they first came out i remember i paid for it i think it was like 500 bucks wow because this is science in action i have used that fucking machine maybe once in seven years it just sits there gathering (laughs) dust because i don't even fucking like it like what's this i have a Corey rogers machine he dropped on the ground i think he was drunk when he was brazing it 
and it fucking the side plate is like legit like this it's just the geometry right. is all fucked up right i use that every day i paid 200 bucks for it and he gave it away for 200 bucks because i think he saw he brazed his house key to the the, the fucking chuck screw so it's just like he just like okay, he's all fucking ah fuck this machine i broke this who wants it? i was like yo <laughs> it still runs nice. like a top i'm like fuck yeah buddy he didn't even put like coil wraps on it when he sent it. He like took the foil coil wraps and like cut them all crooked and just kind of like put them on top. Didn't even wrap the coils. I was like, thanks, Corey. This thing's sick. But I use it every day, dude. The thing is just fucking a monster. And my Dragonhawk rotor. Yeah, I have a, uh, <laughs> I have a, mm. it's an old uh, international mm. black and gray machine. No shit. It's from like fucking 2006 or something like that. Yeah, dude. It is still one of the smoothest running fucking coil machines it's on the face fucking, of the planet. Paid 125 bucks for this. This thing's fucking killer, right? Just like... Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Remember some of those ones? Do you remember like Cam Tattoo Supply? Did you ever order from Cam like when you first started? Yeah, I worked <laughs> in the shop. Right? Oh. <laughs> that was a deep exhale, bro. I'm like... <laughs> Every fucking week, I mm. had to call these guys, right? Mm. And every week was two hours on the fucking phone arguing about every single goddamn <laughs> thing <laughs> that had to be ordered, right? Because every fucking time I said something, they'd be like, we don't have that. Yes, you fucking do. <laughs> I ordered every... <laughs> Here's the here's the item number. I need you to go look this up. We don't sell that. That's not our item number. I'm like I've got your book right in front of me right now. Do you do you need me right. to need me to mail you the book back? Because I evidently don't have any more of these catalogs. Maybe we don't have that. Okay. Do you have so brutal? <laughs> do you have three round standard just standard just number twelve liners standard bar? No, we don't sell liner needles. What? Thanks, Cam. <laughs> we always used them though because their shit was so cheap and it was like a reasonable quality for the price, right? We'd use the shit out of it. Right. Yeah. yeah uh, there was like Cam Worldwide Tattoo Supply came Worldwide, out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Superior. And then eventually yeah. I discovered Mithra and that was like a fucking game changer. That was awesome. Mithra I love needles. Mithra, dude. Yeah, they were great, dude. Because we used to have Icon right. made re really good needles for a while, and then their shit evaporated. But it was only you, you buy their pre-mades and they were garbage. But if you bought their their raw needles, right, that you had to fucking mount and right. set yourself, they were fucking golden. I loved those. And then Mithra came out great fucking needles, and then I don't know what happened to them. They went down. Yeah, as no well. idea. But like Mithra came out, so I used Mithra. Uh, went through them for like two or three years, and then I switched over to a needle jig. Yeah. Um, and I've been ordering from Needle Jig ever since. I fucking have, love Needle Jig. Yeah. Yeah, Needle Jig is awesome. Their stuff is, it's pretty consistent. You get something bad, right? You're just like, hey, this is fucked up. All right, we'll send you one back. Send me a picture. All right. You know, one I needle's bad. Like There's a box. Travis or Troy or somebody. I, I can't remember what his name is, but I've talked to him like a million fucking times already. Mm. But every time I call, he's on the fucking boy. It's everything figured out within seconds. Like yeah, the last time I called him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The last time I called him, like it kept telling me that my credit card didn't match and there was like a fraud thing. And he's like, bro, you're just using the wrong zip code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank thank you, sir. No, it's... I was like, Jesus Christ. It was <laughs> so easy to oh. Uh...
Oh, 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 oh,